Welcome to episode 241 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, I will be talking to Laura Berman Fortgang. She's a career analyst, executive coach, author, professional speaker from New Jersey about how businesses and individuals can thrive during uncertain times. I would also just like to mention that during next week, March 8th is International Women's Day. At EMI, we believe in diversity, and that is why we enjoy celebrating Women's Day. International Women's Day is celebrated in many countries around the world. It's a day where women are recognized for their achievements without regard to divisions, whether national, ethnic, linguistic, cultural, economic, or political. The theme for this year's Women's Day is Women in Leadership achieving an equal future in a COVID-19 world. The theme celebrates the tremendous efforts by women and girls around the world in shaping a more equal future and recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. That is why, and in honor of Women's Day, we decided to have Laura on today's episode, as she will provide you with great tips on how you can thrive during these times and navigate change in your career. So to all the women out there, we wish you a very happy Women's Day. I am your host, Jeff Perry. I'm the new host of the Engineering Career Coach podcast. I'm an engineer that provides engineering and software professionals with professional coping to unlock their potential. And sometimes we have to develop soft skills like leadership and mindset to unlock this potential and remove self-imposed roadblocks for our career and life. I also founded More Than Engineering to bring together my love for engineering and technology with my passion for helping people improve and live more fulfilled lives. And I've developed a program I call the Engineering Career Accelerator to help engineers move through career transitions. You can find out more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about our guest for today. Laura's professional life is anchored by her international reputation as a pioneer in the personal coaching field. She has worked exclusively as an executive coach as well as a personal coach to business owners and individuals. One of the first to receive formal coach training and the master coach credential, she is also part of the founding team of the International Coach Federation, which led to being called upon in corporate, government, and public sectors as an expert on coaching, skills, training, and its impact on leadership. Laura has brought coaching to NASA, the Army Corps of Engineers, and Florida State's government, as well as to dozen of Fortune 500 countries that include giants in finance, pharmaceuticals, and food service and supply. She has worked internationally for the World Bank, Johnson & Johnson in Singapore, a private company in Tokyo, and teaching coaching skills in London, Dublin, and Stockholm. Also popular mainstream American media, Laura's appearances on Oprah, the CBS Early Show, NBC's Today, Good Morning America, CNN, CNBC, to name just a few, as well as a long stint as contributing editor for Red Book Magazine and as a Huffington Post blogger has helped her reach millions of people who want to improve their work and life. Laura is a sought after professional speaker whose signature sense of humor is part of her appeal. The same voice is captured in her five best-selling books now published in 13 languages. They include The Prosperity Plan, Now What, 90 Days to a New Life Direction, Living Your Best Life, Take Yourself to the Top, and The Little Book on Meaning, which was a finalist for a Books for a Better Life Award alongside the Dalai Lama. 
Now, let me bring you into our main segment with a quote that is applicable to today's topic. This quote is from Brene Brown. Choosing to be curious is choosing to be vulnerable because it requires us to surrender to uncertainty. It wasn't always a choice. We were born curious, but over time, we learn that curiosity, like vulnerability, can lead to hurt. As a result, we turn to self-protecting, choosing certainty over curiosity, armor over vulnerability, and knowing over learning. Now it's time to jump right into the main segment of our episode. Today's topic is about finding patterns in chaos, how individuals and organizations can navigate change. I'm so excited to be here with Laura Berman Fortgang. She's a career analyst, executive coach, author, and professional speaker. Laura, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, Laura, before we jump into the topic for today, do you mind sharing with our listeners a bit about your work, what it looks like on a daily basis, and the kinds of people that you help? I've been coach for over 25 years. I started as a mere child and one of the first to receive the master credential coaching credential in the United States. And my day-to-day is talking to people. I, we've been doing virtual forever, so it's not a change for me. And I help people figure out what to do with their careers. Most of the time, it's about, you know, what's that next step? Some people need a total reinvention. I train other coaches to use my now what methodology. And it's a little bit of a different approach. It's less about what your resume says and more about who you are and what you want to accomplish in life. I've been very lucky to have a long career of writing books and speaking on this and turning that into success topics for people as well. That's excellent. And I'm excited to dive into this topic a little bit more as we talk today. Obviously, in times like this, or when people are experiencing times of uncertainty or change or feeling like something's not right, what do you feel like is the most important thing for people to remember when they're really wrestling with that uncertainty and everything that comes along with it? It's so easy to want to just, you know, put the covers over your head and shut the blinds and see like, you know, let's see how this all plays out. But the key really is we want to feel a modicum of control over our lives. So when everything is out of our control, the first thing to remember is look for what you can put in your purview, you know, whether it's just what you're eating that day or who's in your circle or what your schedule is, but trying to have some things you can rely on really helps to navigate when it's crazy. That's the first thing to remember is like, what can I control? Focus on that and keep an eye on the prize. Keep an eye on how we get through the storm, but have something that you can rely on along the way. That's excellent. I love that focus on what I can control and kind of let go of the things that are out of my control because there are plenty of things that are outside of my control that I just can't influence. But sometimes I spend way too much effort and energy worrying about those things rather than on the things that I can control. So I think that's fabulous advice. They can be very big things like, you know, your income and your security in one way or another. So it makes sense that you would hyperventilate and hyperfocus, but the way to get through it is to keep it close to home, what you can control. As people are making transitions or changes in their life, sometimes change is really hard for people. And it is because we're trying to adjust something that we've kind of 
taken on ourselves. So why do you think change is just so hard for people? What makes it so difficult? Most people are not comfortable with uncertainty. Most people want to know the sun's going to rise tomorrow and you know this thing or that thing's going to happen. So change is hard because of the unpredictable nature of it. So many people will stay stuck or in a bad situation because they it's better than the situation they don't know, right? What do they say? You know, the devil you know is better than the one you don't know. But also, I think a lot of it is identity. You know, like we have an identity about ourselves. It could be about your career. It could be as a role you play in your family. It could be how you're perceived in in your community. And so we get kind of attached to that identity and it makes change hard because we can't even imagine what other identity could be waiting for us on the other side if we value the things that we have right now. That's interesting. I love kind of that focus on, okay, we're trying to get rid of identity or the devil, you know. Another quote I heard recently is that so many people prefer the certainty of misery to the misery of uncertainty because that feeling of uncertainty and change is so difficult to move through. And so we'd rather stick with the thing that we know that feels safer. As people are moving through change and it sometimes feels chaotic because there's all of that uncertainty that we're dealing with, what is required to find what you call patterns in chaos? And why does that matter? One of my skill sets or one of my skills as a coach is seeing patterns in chaos because someone will come to you to figure out a problem that they can't see their way through. So just like trying to get through a corn maze, right, in in the right season, you kind of have to have the bird's eye view approach, right? You have to get yourself out of the chaos to see where the correct turns are or to see patterns such as pattern could be everyone behaving a certain way or a certain breakdown in a system, in an organization. Seeing patterns in chaos requires a certain amount of detachment. And I think, you know, also as an executive coach that I can't be invested in the problem. I have to be invested in the solution because if I'm as mired in the problem as you are, I can't get you out of it. And that's the key to finding the patterns in chaos is to not be invested in the chaos. That's great to kind of detach yourself. And it's important from someone who's helping someone else move through that. It's easier for them to detach, but sometimes it's hard for ourselves to detach because it's so personal to us as we move through that. For each of you who's watching or listening, think about like who you are in an emergency. Are you the person that stays clear headed or are you the person that freezes? Are you the person that looks for somebody else to help? And that kind of will tell you how you are in a chaotic situation. Obviously, if it's a medical emergency and there's blood and something else, you know, that's a whole other story. But if you do think of yourself, like, who are you in an emergency? Are you the one who takes charge and goes, hey, people follow me? Or are you frozen? And no shame, you know, no judgment, but it will give you an indication of whether you're able to be the big picture person at a time when there's a small thing that needs attention, small in terms of its focus, not in terms of its scope. Yeah, that's a great idea as far as just being aware of what your natural tendencies are in those situations. In order to move through these things, often it's important to have support and help from someone else who is detached, who is a third party who can help us move through that. So that's a role that you've certainly played a lot in your career as a coach. So how did you become someone who helps 
other people navigate change that is difficult for them to do on their own? I think it really stemmed from earlier than when my profession turned to the direction of where I am now. I mean, I grew up in another country. So I was born in the United States, but I spent many years in South America and in Venezuela in particular. And so learning how to adapt quickly and at a young age to a culture, to a language made me sensitive to having that wide view of how do you fit in and how do you manage something that's unknown. And I think that just stayed with me. I did go to college for communications, but I went off to pursue my dream to be on Broadway. Sometimes that comes with another side job, right? So I was a waitress and I couldn't stand that the restaurant I worked at would always put the new people on me, like follow Laura around for three days and you'll be a great waiter. So chaos looked at the patterns and came up with a training program for this restaurant because they didn't have one on how to train waiters. So little did I know, like all the way along, I was building a career towards this. And, and it was just a fortuitous change. I sought out an old acting mentor business and I'm a coach and I was a client. And then I became trained and took off like a shot, like a horse to water. I just was like, oh, I get it. So that's the story. That's how it came to be. Great example of moving through these things. We don't necessarily need to have every single step planned out in our life, but these things kind of emerge as we have different experiences throughout our lives. And we can keep learning throughout our lives and our careers ways that we can channel those passions and skills and talents that we have in in new ways. So I love that as a great example. Laura, we've talked a little bit about chaos, finding these patterns in chaos. Is it possible for us to look at chaos as an opportunity? Absolutely. I actually stand by the notion that chaos is a great time for opportunity because like I said in the beginning, most people freeze. Most people want to see, well, let's see how this plays out. And not that you should be impatient, but I think the best way through chaos is to don't stop moving, you know, keep moving forward. Why it's an opportunity is, you know, often chaos is an opportunity for leadership, you know, while everyone else is frozen or looking around and you have a vision of where to go, people will follow. So I do see it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to innovate. It's an opportunity. A lot of times when companies see the writing on the wall that you know things are not going to go well, they get back to their core business. They focus on their sweet spot. It actually is a great opportunity sometimes, as long as we keep our cool and uh, make calculated risks. I love that when we can take those opportunities. And when in chaos, people are looking for something certain to grab onto or someone that feels like, hey, they have a path to travel. So like you say, a great opportunity for leadership, people are going to be looking for someone to grab onto and and move with. And that can be an opportunity for someone to take the lead where they wouldn't have otherwise had that opportunity and move forward and take charge and make some waves. So that's awesome. Laura, most of our listeners are engineers of some sort, and you've been doing this for a long time. What is your experience working with engineers and technical professionals when it comes to change? And what are some thoughts that you would have for them? Yeah, I've had opportunities to work like at NASA. I've worked through some women's leadership initiatives with many women in engineering and men as well. There's some generalizations to be made and no one should be insulted by generalizations. It's just a way to be able to help see the patterns. I find interesting that some people who are very 
engineering driven. There's some very concrete things that have to go into it. It's very, it is linear. It is about problem solving. It is about physics and science and things that are concrete. I often see people in engineering wanting more the people side sometimes to work on those leadership skills, to be a leader, to maybe even move towards the training side. So that's a generalization of observation. Just the opportunity to use your creativity. Obviously, there's creativity in innovating or creating something, but using your creativity in terms of language and communication. I remember teaching a certain way to ask questions at NASA. As a coach, we ask questions that have high yield. We don't ask questions just to find out background information. We kind of want to cut through the garbage and get to the good stuff, right? So I was teaching these engineers these skills. And one guy was just like, wow, you know, this is a great way to draw out someone who's more introverted. It's not just that engineers are introverted. We have introverts everywhere. But if there is a more introverted, heavy culture somewhere, learning how to come out of that, learning that it's safe to communicate or it's safe to show your ideas. Those are all things that I've worked on with engineers. And I love that side. I'm the one who's not going to do the math and the measurements and the science. I'm the, you know, the right brain person. And I love that challenge and helping people grow that way. Thank you so much. You've given some fabulous insights today. At this point, we're going to transition into the Take Action Today segment of the show, where I'll be asking Laura for one key takeaway that we can take from the things that we've talked about today. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Today, I've been with Laura Berman Fortgang. I want to ask you, Laura, what's one key takeaway that people can take to help them move through the change and chaos that they are experiencing in their career? I want to remind what we talked about today, which was to move things a little closer to the vest. You know, what can you control in a time when things are out of control? So even if you're worried about keeping your job, what can you control? Your attitude, your communication, how you're behaving at home, taking care of yourself, dealing with that fear in ways that are productive and not lashing out. And also realizing that sometimes chaos is an opportunity and there could be you know, something awaiting you that's really good also. So be nimble and be quick <laughs> and don't be afraid of it. Like don't shut down because things are uncertain. Stick to your values and keep barreling through. That's fabulous advice and things that I know that I can use. And I know many of our listeners can as well. So I want to thank you again, Laura. You've provided some fabulous insights. How can people connect with you? Do you have any resources to share that people can look up if uh, they're interested in learning more? Remember the long name and you can find me at laurabermanfortgang.com. And if you're curious about the kind of questions that a coach asks, that would be a great management or leadership tool for you. Same website, go laurabermanforkin.com forward slash W-A-Q-S, wax, because these kind of questions whack you over the head. You'll have something to download there and it'll be fun. So thanks so much, Laura, and uh, look forward to staying connected and learning more from you. Thanks so much. Thank you.
I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. Go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. And don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar for this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for those engineers struggling with unemployment or uncertain about how to make a career transition, I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.